Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but it's also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. You uh, can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow, their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus Four. I'm shooting the Nexus Two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not, you can, give you it just, a try. You can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and like I had to shoot a different arrow would I shoot vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, vectorcustomshop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. Well, boys, um, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, for everybody who doesn't know, let's let's just jump right into introductions. We got a, a big crowd here. Uh, Eric, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so uh, Eric Young, uh, director of brand for uh, Redline Bow Hunting. So been in the industry here for about a little over a decade, whatnot, and known Mr. Jason Hart below us for a good long time, and asked him if he'd come on because there's nobody who knows turkey hunting and especially turkey hunting with bows and pretty much every other weapon in the United States uh, that you're legally allowed to kill them with. Mm -hmm. So wanted to have him on here to talk about it. So Jason, go ahead. Well, gentlemen, good to see you. I think Eric could probably introduce myself as well as, <laughs> as I could, but uh, he and I, uh, I first met Eric when he was a, uh, a buyer at Dick Sporting Goods. And ah, all right. Yeah. Time I was working with Mossy Oak brand camo, and then later uh, I was one of the co-founders of the Hook and Nomad brands. And Eric was our buyer for Nomad at Dick Sporting Goods for many years, and then he was did such a good job for us, we ended up hiring him. And, nice. uh, he worked for us, and he and I were co-workers, and 
pretty much lived on the road together, uh, uh, doing different sales sales events for for a couple of years. Unfortunately, uh, a better calling called Mr. Eric Young, and uh, he he got got a job and has started this cool brand called uh, called Redline. Uh, so uh, so yeah. So uh, with that being said, he asked me if we talk about turkeys and turkey hunting is my passion by far. Um, without a doubt, my number one passion that I have, uh, and I'm, uh, it's, we are prime on the second day of turkey season here in South Carolina. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to already hunt in Florida and hunt Mississippi, but I'm in a unique situation here in South Carolina that, uh, we had, we had some new laws, which are good laws get passed a few years ago that you can only kill one turkey the first 10 days of the season. So day is today is day number two. But I got invited on a really, really incredible property with a customer slash friend of mine next uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm kind of holding off. I'm sitting on the sidelines and going <laughs> in the office and paying my work dues because I know I'm going to be playing an awful lot of hooky here in the next few weeks. So uh, if uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm 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 holding off putting a uh, any type of weapon in my hand for the next uh, next few days. But, is, uh, but is yeah, I a- love. Is there a turkey that'd get you to change your mind between now and then? Like, is there well, some kind of search that's well, like, you know what? That's, that's, right. that's absolute excellent question. And yes, there is. Okay. And more than likely I'm here at my log cabin, which is my permanent residence. Okay. And more than likely that turkey um, is probably roosted within about 150 yards of where I'm sitting <laughs> right now. What, so what's special about him, this turkey? I saw him in my driveway, which I, li- I have a driveway in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I had I had figured that I probably had one roosted nearby. Uh, we had a really nice cold snap. It got down to 20, 27 degrees the Sunday before last. And I went out to listen, and he was roosted oh, about one hundred twenty-five to one hundred fifty yards off my front porch. So, roughly one hundred twenty-seven yards from where I'm sitting right now. Now, if he comes <laughs> in my yard on my three quarters of an acre, which I'm surrounded by thousands of acres, uh, then yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> And I may have to just go on my hunt next week without a tag. So, hmm. but I've got to go to work a minute. I'm actually going to got invited to a to a National Wild Turkey Federation uh, banquet, the first ever in Fort Worth, Texas, the Cowtown Strutters tomorrow night uh, to support some friends of mine that are hosting that. Then I've got a, a business meeting in Houston. So, with that being said, he is at least going to get uh, at least two days of peace and quiet without me here at my cabin. So, he'll get some time. Yeah, but yeah. That's the thing about turkey hunting though, is you can, you can tag out and Jared, you've, you've dealt with this. You can tag out, but still really do a lot of turkey hunting. Just like a guy can go elk hunting. And if you're calling for somebody else, you're still kind of in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, absolutely. It's all, that's, that's part of the fun. It's just being a part of it and working the turkeys and and being a part of it. And uh, yeah. And yeah. So this, uh, I got to hunt my brother-in-law yesterday morning on a, on a turkey that has duped him for he says three years and he's not much of a turkey hunter he's he's been hunting for as long as i have but he's very well admittingly he's 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 very add and has not taken the time in the last 30 years to learn how to call and just lets other people call for him so i got to call for him yesterday and it turns out that turkey that he's been hunting for three years really is as tough as he says because uh he, he very much humbled me yesterday made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing. So, so he's, you're <laughs> telling me he's at, well, he's got to be over three years old. Total. Oh yeah. yeah he even he, chase? He, that's an old Turkey. That's, that's way older than any Turkey that I've. Yeah. It, know, it, I've it, ever seen. 
And it could be, it could be a different turkeys chasing year to year. The new science is telling us that people think they're chasing the same turkey year after year, but it's really just other turkeys moving in that habitat. But we like to think he's an old turkey. That <laughs> it's better that way. Like he's, 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 it. Let, let him go so he can grow, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You, know, you know, it's funny you said that. At one time in my life, I worked for the Quality Deer Management Association, and I was yeah. a I was a deer biologist 20 years ago in a different a different life, it seems like now. But um, that's one of the good things about turkey hunting is uh, is there's no quality turkey management. And you really don't <laughs> know which is shot until you walk up and pick them up, yeah. which is the, one of the best parts of it. It's a surprise. It's like, yep. it's like a box of chocolates. Like that's a turkey buzzer, Jared. That wasn't a turkey either. at all. Dang it. You don't know what you get. That's one of the biggest things is when you walk up, be like, ooh, what kind of spurs does he have? Yeah. Yeah, because I never know, like <laughs> – you never know when you shoot, like, it, is it a big, a lot, big spurs? You know, what's yeah. the beard actually like? I mean, you can see the beard flopping around. Yeah. Like and you usually you're like, all right, heck yeah. Bit, but, yeah. I mean, once, yeah, once you get up there and as you get your hands on them, when you're really like, oh, he's a hanger. Maybe. Or, well, probably could have let him walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I shot oh, one with Hart one time. Shoot, what was that, Hart? About three years ago on Big Cypress down oh, there, yeah. and I – I shot it and I got up and I'm like, man, is that a small bird? And you would have thought I shot the biggest bird in the world. Hart was carrying on going nuts. And he's, and uh, we were down in Florida and he's, uh, he was all excited. He's like, that's a mossy head. He was like, you don't, you don't understand. That's the original strain. Yeah. I, I think, what do you weigh? Like 12 pounds, Hart? Yeah, I think he weighed right at 13 pounds. 13, and yeah. I had nice spurs, but had feathers going up the back of its neck and it right just covered there, his head. Yeah, right there in that part of South Florida near Big Cypress, it seems like uh, our buddies buddies have, have a private lease near there, and all of the turkeys look like that. And the old-timers claim that a lot of the original strain turkeys that were never uh, – uh, that came from the, the old swamps in the south have, have feathers going up the back of their head, and they're called old monkey Wait. head. And even in Tom Kelly's book, The Tenth Legion, writ written in 1973, he – he claims that was false, but hey, with that being said, we ground checked one, so it's legit. <laughs> well, so, I'm uh, saying, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the Tenth Legion. Who, if, yeah. what turkey mm -hmm. hunters even ever heard of that book, anyways? Well, you know? I tell you what, you know, nobody's going to doubt Tom Kelly and you know all <laughs> right. the glory and things like that. But guess what? We proved Tom Kelly wrong. The the boss <laughs> are alive and well in the swamps <laughs> of South Florida. We know where we can go to kill one. All right, so you gotta you gotta school me in this a little bit. You're talking about the original strain. What is that? What are you talking about? So, uh, you know, the wild turkey has been, uh, you know, throughout the United States, the wild turkey has most wild turkey. If you were to do a, a DNA study on wild turkeys, turkeys were trapped and transported. And there were obviously many years where uh, turkeys came from game farms and may have diluted some of the genetic <laughs> factors, even though even though biology claims that the game farms didn't work, there were some places where, you know, they may have done some breeding with the, the other turkeys. And there was, you know, for many years, there may have been some, some breeding wild turkeys with some domestic stock, even though there's very little ways to prove it. But, uh, you know, some of the, the old timers claim that, you know, deep in the swamps of the South where there were no way, no way for, for agricultural domestic type turkeys to intermingle or anywhere where these turkeys were, um, were trapped and relocated. Um, you know, these, these are places where that, where that never occurred right. and places like South Florida, some of the, uh, lower areas of Louisiana and Alabama and parts of South Carolina, there's, there was an old myth about the, the mossy head Turkey. And actually I'll listen to another podcast. Uh, the mossy of gamekeepers had a whole podcast <laughs> about it. 
And, you know, some old-timer game warden claims they were there, and some people claims they don't exist. But Eric Young ground-checked one. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what we have? This if is anybody's going to do it, it's Eric, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, then, years, yeah. then at the end of year after year, we've gone back to that lease. And I ended up shooting one, and it seems like every one we kill there, they all weigh 13, 14 pounds. They're, <laughs> uh, you know, they've got nice, long, sharp spurs, and they have a noticeable trail of, Feather type plumage going up the back of their neck on, into their head. So, so they're extra wild, really. If you think oh, about yeah. it, yeah, ornery exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. and composed the as composed of the ones I like to shoot. They're in that. They're like behind a fence in my neighbor's mm. yard. They're white <laughs> and a bit, you know, but they're a lot easier to hit, and they don't really go as far. They're huge. They're like sixty pound birds. You know, <laughs> that's uh. Auto's turkey. Yeah, Auto's turkey. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Tom and sorry, company Nick. Yeah. and Nick. Uh, anyways, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I'm always interested when we we talk with turkey hunters because I feel like guys that really get into it are about as passionate about turkeys as anybody is about any type of hunting. Like turkey hunting is a, I don't know, it's a, a different animal. It's really, it's really a cult, and yeah, you know, I, I, I. I got afflicted with the disease my senior year of high school many, many moons ago back in 1995 when I was fortunate enough to uh, pull the trigger on my first long beard and two of them fell down, which was legal nice. in South Carolina at the time. And that just gave me a, an addiction and really a path in life that's, that's led me everywhere I've gone as far as my education and college to my career to, you know, I, I would say that out of my best friends, I would say the majority of them are hardcore turkey hunters. And then with that being said, I've got a lot of great friends that I might not even, I don't talk to the other nine months of the year. We keep up during turkey season. Once As soon as turkey season ends, you know, I don't really keep up with them. And then all of a sudden come about February, March, they're like, Hey, what state you hunt this spring? And <laughs> I got friends funny. like that. Yeah. And well, every year at the, you know, the national wild turkey federation convention, everybody gathers up and it's, you know, this time of year, my phone just starts buzzing and booming with folks today. I've gotten text messages from friends that are hunting in Hawaii uh mississippi turkey hunting in hawaii yeah i didn't know they had turkeys they have turkeys in a lot of them there's actually turkeys in in 49 of the 50 states the only state that does not have a huntable wild population is alaska but i can tell you that hawaii uh there is uh there is there's there's wild turkeys on several of the islands but the big island Mm -hmm. uh which is you know kona is the the largest town it's known for is loaded with wild turkeys on both public land as well as some of the, the larger uh, on the big island there, there's a lot of uh, big cattle ranches. And yeah, those, oh, it's loaded with turkeys. Lots of good, really good turkey. I, in Hawaii. I can tell you guys when we were, uh, me and Hart were working together, he had been, he went over to Hawaii to hunt turkeys for his, because uh, Hart has his uh, U.S. slam. Right. And we were sitting in the office and he's texting us uh, and just saying, I've never seen more birds. He's like, there's 40, 50 gobblers out in this field right now. And he's like, you go over one hill, there's four, there's 20 more, there's 10 over here. And he goes, it was the most insane experience in my life. And oh, we're sitting, we're all in the office like, God, oh, we need to get out. And he's over there hunting. I'm like, gosh. Sitting with a Hawaiian just, shirt. I would imagine Hawaii, uh, oh, you know, the that Hawaiian shirt is camo out there. Right? You should have seen. He got he got pictures of them right there on the beach on the ocean. Holding yeah, them up. Yeah. <laughs> we actually we, we did a we did a photo shoot right by on the right in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, right on the beach. And crazy enough, we we took the turkeys down there just to do a photo shoot, just to do a pictures, you know, of having turkeys near the beach because that was on the ranch where we were awesome. hunting extends from the mountains to the beach it was so cool we shot our turkeys 
we could look up the mountain and see snow-capped mountains and then look the other way and see the Pacific Ocean. And it's 80 degrees down in the Pacific. And so we get down there and we drive. It was, you know, it's, it was about a 15, 20 minute drive to get from where we actually shot the turkeys to down to the beach to take pictures. And sure enough, there were gobbler tracks all up and down the beach where we were. Oh, so oh. It's like, oh my gosh, could you imagine shooting a turkey there? And, It'd you know, be we easy were... to get your decoy set up. Sometimes yeah. you're jamming <laughs> that spike in, you just pop it right in like oh. a little umbrella. It'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could build your was... blind would be a sand, like a tree, a fort out of sand. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's cool over there. But we were literally, we we're literally have dead turkeys taking pictures looking at turkey tracks and turkey droppings from the big island of Hawaii and we're looking at Maui. That's really, That's really wild. Neat. And there's there's turkeys on, on Maui as well. So so yeah there's turkeys like I said there's turkeys in all 49 states and there's uh they all they all definitely have a have a huntable and uh and stable populations. Do you uh so you you've shot a lot, you know I <laughs> I mean obviously you've taught you're talking about the US slam I feel like there's like multiple different types of slams for oh, yeah. turkeys uh we'll get into that in a minute but my one thing that <laughs> pops up in my head is like what do you do you keep like you shoot a turkey are you always mounting the fan are you keeping are you just after well, a while like that's enough well yeah, that's a great question I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm moving here into my log cabin and um i'm not unpacked yet but i've got stacks of these things laying around and I'm going to show you some of them. Like, for example, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. And I've got stacks and stacks and stacks. And I can, one of these days, I'm going to hopefully build a pole barn where I can display them all. But I'm working on, I've, I'm purchasing these, um, these barnwood cutouts of every state. So I at least want to have every single state on the wall. And the only states I did not have as of last weekend were uh, Mississippi and New York because I mounted those two turkeys. Oh, okay. Uh, my last bird was Mississippi, but I went back to Mississippi last weekend and shot one. So now Thanks. I have a tail fan. So I'm going to have to get back to New York and collect a tail fan so I can have 49 of the uh, 49 on the wall. But yeah, I've got the tail fans. I, you know, a lot of folks don't collect them. I do. I, I, I have such admiration for these turkeys and I find that their tail fans are just so pretty. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've got a lot of them I haven't done, but you know, for example, what I do is I keep a little tag on every single one of them. Like this one was South oh, yeah. Carolina 2019. And the next one in the stack was, let's see here. This one was New Mexico in 2019. So, so yeah, I keep track of them. And, <laughs> yeah. I can, and I'm, I can I'm, I'm not very, you. and Eric can tell you, I'm not very organized in any aspect <laughs> of my life. Um, but I, I got, I do keep, a, I got the same issues Hart has. He taught me where we started, uh, you know, when I, first met him and stuff he we turkey hunted a lot together that's what we did and like it's the same thing like i always collected the spurs and and the fans i never really collected you know you get the you get the meat and cook that and that's it and then take yeah. the spurs but uh heart got me into the fan thing so i got the same affliction i got about 25 of them 30 of them sitting <laughs> in the freezer right now where i'm working on cleaning them up and getting them going and you salt them up and everything is that oh yeah yeah uh, borax them yeah you know, what you know what I've learned to do? It's way quicker than that. What? What's you up? Get some, you get some Bondo. Bondo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heart. Bondo, man. <laughs> what, you just Bondo the end of them? And just... I don't clean any of oh, it. There you go. You can I see. don't salt any of it. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Like you just yeah. glue it in there. Like, leave yep. the stink in. Yep. I get a yep. piece yep. of cardboard. Well, and actually, I, I, get, I get as much meat off of them as I can. Yep. 
Yep. And then uh, I get as much meat off of them as I can. And then I, uh, I put a little, I rub it with borax just to keep, you know, keep whatever bugs yep. off of them. But, but yeah, Bondo yeah, he, works. That's what taxidermists do. Looks yep. way faster. Way it's got to be like two minutes. Oh, it's next. Done. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, absolutely. Next day, basically, almost immediately. I've told this story on the podcast, but my first turkey I shot, I did the salt thing. You know, I fanned it out. I had it. I mean, it was perfect. I spent all this time just. It was my Fanning first it. one, right? <laughs> uh, and I put it in like a. We were just moving, and there, I had this uh, kind of spare bedroom. I put it in there. I'm like, I'm just going to leave it in here, close the door and, you know, just leave it for a while. Well, I forgot to close the door at one point and my dog got in there and then he somehow closed the door. So I like looking for him. I opened the door and there are fans everywhere. Oh, he got, he got into the salt. So of course he immediately <laughs> vomited everywhere. All the stuff he ate, the beard was all chewed up and he's just laying there like in a, like cowering in the corner. So that was like, that was my first Yep. Well, that was it was yeah, uh dogs, dogs tend to dogs tend to like turkey parts for sure mm-hmm. particular beards. don't don't keep a beard around a dog or you're gonna have a chewed up beard in no time oh yeah, yeah they he i don't know i think it's the texture but so mm-hmm. he ate it but it's yeah, so uh i actually like the idea of uh tagging all those fans because i mean at times if you got a stack of 10 of them you don't really know what year or what state you shot I've, i'm sitting there looking i'm I'm looking around my my living room right now and yeah i got way more and that that's right. what it organized and you know a few years ago i went i went on a, a, a big long road trip it was actually the year of covid when uh when everybody was supposed to be staying home and i decided i was gonna uh i was gonna social distance in the woods so i went turkey hunting yes, and same. i i carried bondo with me and i put all the fans out as i was going and i got home and I came back with a very large stack of fans and then I put them in my storage unit and I just moved here, you know, moved into my cabin. I'm getting unpacked and I got to look in the fans and I couldn't remember where they were from. But what's really neat about turkey fans and is unique is you can go back to pictures from the hunts sure. and you can see, you know, if one's got like, like, for example, this one in New Mexico, you know, you can identify it by this little notch right here and you can look in the pictures and see, or, yep. you know, a lot of them will have, um, uh, you know, we'll just have different colorations. Every single one of them, it's like a face or a fingerprint. Yep. They're all different. So you can look back at pictures to determine which ones they are. But, but yeah, I do that. Then my sp- my spurs, I like to hang up on a. I put inside a necklace, and what I do is I buy the beads from uh, from places like Hobby Lobby or nowadays Amazon, with the, the state in between them. So I'll put yeah. mm-hmm. between the spurs and try to hang them. And I've got anyhow, I got a lot of catching up to do because I got a lot of. See, I do the opposite with the spurs. I, I keep the feet. I cut them off at the knuckle. And then we, yeah. oh, yeah, and we'll borax them. And I got them all hanging up. My little nephews come into my basement, and they're like, ah, they look like <laughs> feet are everywhere. The beards are hanging there. They get yeah. all freaked the, out. The, the, last, oh, yeah. the last thing I started collecting, I, I didn't start this till 2017, so it's been five years, is I keep the turkey um, the turkey stones out of the, giz- yeah. out of the yeah, cool. gizzard and wash them, and I put them – one of my traditions that I, I got from my, my good friend, Mike Tussie in, in South Florida, who runs Osceola Outdoors. He's originally from Kentucky. And about 25 years ago, he started this tradition that after you shoot a turkey, you have to shoot another one, which means he carries these little mini bottles of wild turkey, little airplane bottles, wild turkey 101. And ah, yeah. Those are turkey. So bang, bang. I started putting the gizzard stones in there and put the date on them. And you can look and see how the different rocks and stones are different all over the country so it's turned into like a geology project like oh, it's, in conjunction with uh 
in conjunction with turkey hunting. The only one that I've not that I didn't save uh, are my turkeys from Hawaii because it's like ba- all the turkey stones from Hawaii were lava rock and they were black. Mm-hmm. So all of the and it's bad luck. It's re- apparently really bad juju if you bring back lava from Hawaii to the mainland. Yeah. So I asked my I asked my guide who was with me, who's a uh, he's a native Hawaiian. I was like, would it be bad to take these rocks? He goes, yeah, that would be very bad luck. Like, well, guess I'm not keeping those turkey stones. I don't want the airplane to crash when I'm flying by. My connection. Oh, yeah. No, those are, that's some unique stuff right there. I, I, you know, identifying turkeys of, of the year you've shot. And I guess I can tell my own story here. Um, Michigan actually has a pretty cool uh, program you can get into. They make a, it's a, it's a contest for the kids. I forgot the age range of it, but you can submit a sample. And if your sample is accepted in one, that is the new turkey patch for every annual yeah. year. So all the proceeds go to the National Wild Turkey Federation and you can get them for like five or six bucks now. So I've been doing that for, I think, two or three years now for the turkeys that I've got with my bow. And yeah. it's it's awesome. Each one's different and you can just hang it right on the plaque with the fan. And I got a problem with this, though. Okay. It's a great. It's a great program. But I have a problem. You don't have one yet. No, no. My problem is this. He was literally, oh, yeah. It was not even a week ago telling me that he was just going to buy one in anticipation of him shooting one. But I did say, and I'm like, I did yeah. say, I'm like dude, better not. That's going to be bad. Yeah, that, juju. Talking that about is, bad. Juju. Don't do it. Yep. Not that's bad juju. right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll but tell no, you. I, I did. I, I killed my first, I killed my, my, the only bird I've killed in Michigan. Uh, was 2000 spring of 2000 and after i did it i had to buy the patch so i'm oh, like, yeah hang the patch by the by my, my first michigan bird which was an yep. awesome hunt. yeah it's cool we, real cool you know what i saw um so laura and i and my wife have been talking about getting these dermistid beetles right they're what you put like your skull in you know oh, tax flesh eaters uh, she really wants to get it and just start we, we've been the, i'm almost embarrassed to admit it but my freezer is full of all these little dead birds that like they'll find <laughs> And they bag them up and then like, we're going to feed them to these, these beetles when we get them. So whatever. But she found on the internet lately, this, uh, this girl who takes a whole skeleton, she'll dermisted beetle or clean the, the skeleton off. And she recreates them into like a skeleton version of a Turkey yep, and yep. wires it and everything. And like, Whoa. it's literally like a full, it is the coolest thing. I actually asked her to be on the podcast. She said, no. What? Yeah, I know. You hate to be shut <laughs> wow. down, but I think she seemed like, I don't know that she was really like, that was like not her thing to talk. That is what basically what she said. Uh, but it does hurt to be rejected like that. I don't you know? think we've been rejected. She's yet. like, ah, no, not rarely do people say no. I, yeah, I've had a lot of friends do the skulls, do skull mounts of turkey. Timmy. Yeah. And yeah. And I've, you know, it's, I've seen that. It's uh, I don't know. So uh, if, yeah. for me, it's a little, that's a little, <laughs> a little, a little odd. I, I love, I've got plenty of, of uh, European mounts of. What's the uh, difference? Uh, yeah. It's the same European not, mount. It's not. Yeah. But the, but the beetles, if you've, if you've done plenty of bowling skulls, I can, yeah, I yeah. used to, I used to do a lot of them and now I pay people to do them cause it's a nasty, smelly, a <laughs> lot of hard work jobs. So yep. getting beetles, if you're, if you're getting it, yeah, I've, I've, I've thought I've looked at that, that, that as well. Cause it's, uh, I don't like talk- to be boil it. I just did my I do, uh, maceration. You just throw it in the dirt. No, you, uh, you just put it in a bucket of water. Yeah. Gross. That's and so gross. The, the natural enzymes and the bacteria 
slowly just break it down. Yeah. You want to talk about a smelly, stinky process? Oh, yeah. You think boiling's bad? I, I don't think I've puked or gagged so many times just emptying out that water. Uh, That's fine. My, bro- my brother-in-law buries them in the dirt. Yeah. Yep. And then I have uh, – I've got a good buddy here in South Carolina. He throws them in a – he puts them in like a um, – in a, a plastic storage bin and puts yeah. water in it and shuts yeah. the lid. And then after six months, pulls the lid off and runs the other direction and lets it out. Yeah. That's, I think that's how the plague started. I think yeah. that's, they invented the plague. COVID started that way. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of ways to do it, but with, when you boil it for deer, at least I like the last time I did, I boiled, boiled off the nose bones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the toughest that. thing. The, the nose bones break and that's the most fragile part. And, all the little tiny, uh, you know, uh, everything in the old, where the old factory, yeah, yeah yep. all those little, the little paper type stuff always breaks off. And when yep. I worked for QDMA 20 years ago, I became like the skull bowling expert locally. And I did a bunch of them. And the older I got, the, the less, uh, less time I have. And, uh, in this day and age, I don't have the time because it's a very time consuming process. So. It is. Yep. I'm trying to be, I'm going to try the Beatles. I'm going to document it. We'll see how it goes. I've said it on the podcast, but my fear is, and I've always wanted, I've wanted it to be a separated garage and have them in the garage. And now I've yeah. got a, a garage that's not attached to my house. Cause I, my fear is I, I fall asleep one night, they get out, I wake up and I've just got no, no hand. I got like a skeleton hand because they ate me away in the night, you know? And so I'm like, I don't want that in. I just, you know, they're You're a hard out. ass sleeper, dude. Uh, hey, man. You feel Beatles munching on your arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet, they care, I bet they care about your taxidermy as well. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You could taxidermy me. If I, I will say this, speaking of taxidermy, if I do ever get my hand chopped off, you better believe I'm getting a taxidermied hand, just full <laughs> skeleton hand, just sitting there. Might Maybe as like well. A, like a coat rack. It's a one of a kind thing. No one else has their own hand. I would have it positioned probably just given the bird. Or just like almost as like a trophy. The bird. Yeah. And just put it on the desk or whatever. That's right. So um, uh, unique thing, not really unique. An extra challenge to what is already difficult with turkey hunting is uh, doing it with bows, right? So um, <clears throat> I think really, Jared, yeah, that's really the most of the way we've ever done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've struggled mightily with it uh, the last couple of years with the recurve, doing like adding on the traditional bow element. Yep. Last year we had, I mean, so many, our, our season's a week long uh, for here in Michigan. And it's mm-hmm. uh, for the, the time of the season we want to hunt. So we get like a weekend and maybe an, an extra day or so. Yeah. And so we call, I mean, we got into tons of them, but just shooting them with, without even being able to hold your bow back, like having a, you know, um, that made it tough. So, but, but either way, like yeah. even with a compound bow, it's, it's tough, but you guys seem to have figured it out a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, go, I, I can say from my experience, uh, I grew up, you know, close to the city of Pittsburgh. So a lot of the zones that we hunt in or areas we hunt in townships, you can't shoot a gun. Mm, so right. it's crossbow or bow. Uh, obviously a lot of times we're shooting bows at them and there's, that's why I wanted Hart to get on here today because he has had every experience with every broadhead you can imagine and talk about. And, and usually I shoot a two blade and, and it's a probably, you know, I won't shoot anything under a two, probably two inch cut on yep, a two right. blade uh, arrow or two blade broadhead there. And it, it's definitely a, if, if you don't know the anatomy of a bird and exactly. you're trying to go out and do it for the first time, right. it's a, it's a humbling experience because 
no one ever wants a wound to turkey me personally like i i'm like heart like i love if there's one type of hunting i can do it's turkey hunting and you can really you can screw up real quick with with bow hunting turkeys and it's it's a uh it's definitely not as easy as it looks everyone thinks they're they're dumb puffed up you know walking around looking at and they're not and uh well, it's I'll hard to him. draw back. It's hard to, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot that go, you have to almost wait for there. A lot of times I, I found like a fan in front of you face yeah. it when they're like fanned out. They, they, oh yeah. They hides their well, head. When they turn, I mean, you gotta, you gotta pick your, pick your time and be smart about it. But, uh, hearts had shoot. I don't know how many, you probably shot. I, I don't know, what, know how I've, many arrows. I've, I've killed lots of turkeys with a bow. And, and with that being said, I've unfortunately wounded lots of turkeys with yeah. a bow. And during the process, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, I first started bow hunting when I was nine years old. So 35 years ago, I started bow hunting. And first and foremost, I was a bow hunter before I was a rifle hunter. And mm. with that being said, I got into turkey hunting when I was uh, in high school. And then very shortly thereafter, I said, you know what? I really want to shoot one with a bow. So I read everything. I taught everybody I could. I, I did every kind of investigation. And my first it would have been uh, 2000 and, uh, 2005 was the first, my first what should have been a successful turkey hunt. A buddy of mine in South Carolina and I had two monster longbeards come across the field. They were, uh, they'd been eating clover with all their hens, and I learned a great lesson that morning. My buddy on the edge of this field plowed up an area, just bare dirt, and after these turkeys filled their crawl full of clover, they made a beeline to that bare dirt. My buddy said, hey, after they eat this clover and get full, they're going to want some rocks in their gizzard, and they're going to come right there. And sure enough, they did. Wow. And we somehow got drawn back, both of us at the same time, without a blind, with no decoy. Everything went perfect, and both of us completely missed at 15 yards. So that was my first – how we did – Was know. it a one, two, three shoot? Away. Was it like one, two, three? Were you like one, yeah, two, Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that, that, we always messes you up. Yeah, never did it. Then, yeah. well, then the next spring in 2006, I went with my good buddy Anthony Brown down in South Florida at Osceola Outdoors. And I'd shot a turkey the day before, and he goes, I want to kill one with a bow. And he shot one with a bow on camera, and it was one of the coolest experiences I ever had. And I had just finished that spring my first ever Grand Slam, uh, or the spring before, uh, with a bow, or excuse me, with a shotgun. And I said, you know what, my next Grand Slam, I want to start with a bow. Well, I can tell you this much. It moved from a grand slam into a royal slam into a world slam. And it took me from 2006 to 2018 to accomplish that. Wow. Um, and I <laughs> wounded lots of turkeys along the way. Um, I can tell you stories about I didn't want to finish one off with a shotgun. And I regret that because I probably would have shot the Wyoming state. Re I probably put an arrow through the Wyoming state record. And I've tried everything. That, that, what's the record based off of? Well, it was based off of the, the NWTF scoring. But this okay, turkey, right. I shot a turkey at uh, six steps. And I was looking at his spurs, and they were every bit of an inch and a half for a Merriam's, which is mm. tremendous. Yeah. Good. And I put an arrow exactly where I thought I should put that arrow. And the turkey ran off 15 yards and looked at me and then took off running. And I watched him run about a mile and a half. So, and the turkey survived and he was spotted limping for the next two years, which oh, is very man. unfortunate. So, yes, I've used just about every broadhead combination. I've hunted them without a blind. I've hunted them with a blind. 
And in turkey hunting, there's a lot of different, um, a lot like um, compound bow archers and traditional bow archers. There's some people that only want to hunt with traditional archery equipment. Uh, there's some people that want to use traditional archery equipment and nap their own arrowheads. Right. There's some yeah. people that won't hunt over bait for whitetail deer in states that are legal. There's some people that will. Turkey hunting is a very opinionated uh, uh, group right now. Uh, it's concerning turkey hunting with decoys or turkey hunting without decoys or turkey hunting on public land or not public land. I can tell you this. Jake or I, Tom. I get a lot of beef for Jake or Tom. You know what? Exactly. Some people right. won't shoot Jake. Some people will. I'll some shoot people, a Jake. I want everybody to know it right now. If I, I have a good they, shot at Jake, they eat good. without hesitation. <laughs> they eat good. Well, uh, They'll make the grease pop is my, yeah, my favorite. Exactly. Uh, it does not matter to me. I just want to eat it. You know, the rest of it is great, too. I'm going to use that. That'll It'll make, make the, the grease pop. pop. I love that. There we go. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. So there's, a, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, the, what I like to say is there's enough, uh, you know, I hate hearing about infighting amongst hunters because we got a lot bigger fish to fry, so to speak, with, you know, a lot of non-hunters and anti-hunters. So with that being said, as far as I'm concerned, any legal means that there is, I'm all for it and I'm not going to bash it. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, uh, you know, the most successful ways to, in my opinion, to shoot a turkey with a bow and arrow. All right, get your pen may, and paper out. Yeah, hang may, on. Di may differ from the way that you hunt and it may take away from it. But truthfully, in my mind, when people say they want to kill one with a bow, um, first, you know, I, my first question is, is, well, do you want to hunt out of a blind or not out of a blind? Exactly. Hunting out of a blind is going to make you a lot more successful, but it's also going to limit you in running and gunning and getting in situations. And it takes away from a lot of the fun that is turkey hunting is chasing yeah. the turkey and setting up in the right place, <clears throat> but it's going to help you get drawn back on that bird. Um, number two, the use of decoys or not decoys. Decoys will get the bird in and get the attention off of you. Um, if you're calling to a turkey and you have decoys out, they're going to come to those decoys and may not look at you. And the one of the most opportune times is when that bird is fanned out and that's what you see right there. Mm -hmm. And you can draw back when his man is holding his eyes is the other one. And then the other big question is, where do you shoot that turkey? Do you body shoot the turkey as most traditional archers do? Or do you use a type of system where you shoot that turkey in the head and neck? So there's a lot of different variables and I've tried every single one of them and I've been successful and very unsuccessful in all of them. So, um, what's the so trick? What's your, what's your go? Like, what's what your about go -to? you? What would you pick? Like, yep. or what's your, what are you going out when you bow hunt right. in the next If you want to be, if you want to be successful bow hunting yeah. and there's going to a lot of people say, well, this isn't true bow hunting. This isn't, he shouldn't do this. Shouldn't do that. What I do is I will pick a spot where I know there's a lot of turkeys. And my biggest thing is using a blind. Yeah. Um, if I if pop up blind is by far the the in my opinion the best way. But nowadays the uh, in the last few years a lot of the surround blinds have become a lot more popular. And I've even yeah. just used like a mesh type blind. But truthfully, a pop up if you can go to a place, set up a pop up blind, or have a pop up blind already there is going to be in my opinion your most successful way. But it is it can potentially be a lot more boring. Uh, there were mornings I remember back in 07 hunting in Tennessee with a buddy of mine, Kelly Powers. I'm like, I'm trying to kill an Eastern with a bow. And we had birds gobbling every different direction. They'd fly down and go the other ways. And he was driving them nuts that we weren't going off and going to them. I'm like, man, right. we just got to be patient and sit here and wait for them to come to us. 
So it takes away a little bit of the turkey hunting, but, but if, and what I tell folks is here's the thing, use a blind, use good, really good decoys, which, you know, right now the uh, Dave Smith brand, the uh, Higdon brand and Avian X are gorgeous looking decoys. Yep, we got the and A's what I do is I set my decoys six steps from the blind. Um, I, yes, six steps from the blind and the blind, uh, a turkey is going to not be spooked by the blind. He's going to come right in. And the reason why I do it six steps is it shooting a turkey at 20 yards is way different than shooting one at four or five yards. You can really zone in on that exact spot if your body's shooting it. But I switched and the last two turkeys I killed from a world slam, I used a head and neck type broadhead arrow system. Really? I, used, I used the Magnus bullhead with a big long <laughs> victory arrow with big five fletchings. And a couple things here. First off, and I'm going to say something, if anybody's out there filming this and putting it out, you know, filming a uh, turkey hunt with a bow uh, and putting it out on social media, I'd be very cautious as to showing what you're showing so that folks, you know, folks that doesn't put a bad taste in folks' mouth. Now, I will say that I believe that a head neck shot and a system for a head neck shot is the most ethical. Um, I think you're either going to miss the turkey or you're going to kill that turkey. Instantly. As opposed to wounding yeah. the instantly yeah. yes now with that being said it can get very graphic you are in many cases going to decapitate that turkey now mm -hmm. a lot of hardcore turkey hunters find that disrespectful and the average public would too but it is probably the most humane ethical quickest way to get it done yep. um so i'm telling folks if you're serious about it you want to kill a turkey with a bow and it's your first time going out get a blind get your decoys there and use a very long arrow and a big four blade of cut. Now, with that being said, if you've got a turkey out there at 20, 30 yards and you are proficient with your bow and you have no problem using any type of traditional type broadhead, either a fixed blade or a uh, expandable, it definitely can work. And I've shot a lot of turkeys. I've killed lots of turkeys with an expandable and with a fixed blade. Yeah. And if you hit yep. them in the right place, yes, they can be very effective problem is is hitting them in the right place and so yep. if if you do decide to body shoot turkey um it can be extremely effective and i've got friends that have killed dozens upon dozens by shooting them in the wing butt or shooting them at the base of the uh the top of the beard or yep. at the anus but i can tell you all those different scenarios things can go wrong i shot a turkey one time in wyoming luckily i didn't wound them but i had a bird in wyoming one time come in I was sitting in a little, I had a little, just a little, one of those little cloth camouflage blinds, yeah. had a decoy out at 10 yards in front of me. Turkey came out, had expandable broadhead. His fan faced me. I drew back and I aimed right for his anus or cloaca, which the turkey's got cloaca, which anyhow, aim for the butthole. Jared's got a cloaca too. That's the weirdest yeah. thing, but that's another <laughs> story. Unbelievable. Yeah. I missed it by about a, oh, I probably missed that thing at 10 yards by about a, quarter or a half an inch it's on the fan my broadhead went right in the tail fan feathers and the turkey flew 20 feet in the air landed ran right towards me and i couldn't get another arrow <laughs> knocked and he took off and i watched him go up the mountain and i was left with six gorgeous tail fan feathers and yep, luckily the turkey funny. got away unhurt except for maybe his pride and his pretty fan was hurt so, yep. so yes there's a lot of different ways to go about bow hunting turkeys um, you know, some people are successful 
on the ground without a blind. And, you know, how they do it is they wait for that bird to get behind a tree or, and, you know, sometimes you can hunt an area right. where you can dictate that. Or um, I've got another friend and I've tried this before, sits on his knees with a tree in front of him. And he waits yep. until that turkey's directly in front of him and uses a leafy suit yep. to camouflage his movements. And yeah, I know um, in like our state of PA, you can't, you can't build a bird's nest blind or build any set, sort of unnatural, uh, or natural blind you got to use a a man-made type or uh hub style blind or yeah or one I of like, those hub. i like the building ones so those are always like you yeah. find a good turkey spot you build a little depends on the state yeah. you know because in p like pa you can't do it so we gotta we gotta kind of get smart and use the terrain whatnot and get around them or use a tree and it it gets uh it gets iffy but like Hart was saying i mean a lot of times for me, what I'm using, I'm actually headed down to Florida on Monday uh, to turkey hunt, and I took my three-pin uh, slider off my bow, and I'm going to use a single pin just because I know I'm not shooting beyond 20 yards. I'll never right. shoot at a turkey beyond 20 yards with a bow, personally. Right. That's just something I'm not going to do. Right. But I'm going to be using a, a two-blade, uh, two-inch expandable broadhead, and, and like Hart said, you got to aim for that wing butt or – Right. pick up pick right above the beard you got to be smart about where you shoot and know that anatomy is the big thing i think a lot of guys think oh there's they're they're strutting around there's there's not that much there when they're, they're not strutting. that big underneath they're really no. not you know <laughs> no. yeah they're they're not when, when they're in full strut it throws yep. you off because they seem like yeah. such a big target but, you know you either you either have to break the wing and get vitals yep. or another shot is this turkey over my uh over my left shoulder right there is my first ever with a bow um, I killed him in Florida. He's got big inch and a quarter spurs. And I shot him. I, I literally got so shook up. I was aiming for the wing button. I hit low and I yeah. hit him right where his legs go up. So, you know, what I like to tell folks is if they're broadside, you know, either aim, either aim low or aim at the wing butt. And when I say aim low, if you hit them in the drumsticks, if you hit them in the legs, like I did this one, they, can't, they need a lift. They need to jump to get them the air under their feathers and that's going to, you know, and they're going to, they're going to bleed out really quick with a femoral artery in there. But, you know, if you're going to body shoot one, definitely the wing butt. And there's so many resources on the internet now yeah. that, that weren't there when I was started bow hunting um, to study the anatomy and look at it, spend a lot of time. And if you've got a, if you've got a Turkey target, spend a lot of time just aiming at that. However you're going to hunt. If you're hunting from the ground on your knees, practice shooting at that, you know, whatever that magic distance is. If you're going to use a decoy, determine what that magic distance is. And if you're, if you don't have a blind, I certainly don't recommend putting your decoy at six steps or you're never going to kill a turkey, but you know, and, and if you're hunting from the ground without a blind, I highly recommend using some kind of leafy suit. Yep. Um, there's a lot of bow hunters in particular, a gentleman by the name of Tim Knight out of South Georgia has yeah. killed a lots and lots and lots of turkeys and he wraps his bow with um leaves. with floral vines yeah and, and leaves and does that he he's and he shoots from his he shoots from a seated position oh nice on his behind <laughs> and has practiced that and i've practiced that he also uses he uses a muzzy broadhead really he uses grapple and he he super glues fish hooks on the uh at the base of the broadhead to not get the penetration so it oh, breaks sure. the wing butt and goes in just far enough to where it's the broadheads flapping around to get vitals, and that's how he finds it. But for that me, that is ex I've never heard of that. Yeah, and I will, yeah. I will, I will challenge the leafy no camo uh, 
the or sorry, the leafy camo no blind because in the last couple of years now I haven't got one, so you can just call all of this BS. But I had a recurve bow, right? We did recurve, uh, Jared and I, he was calling, kind of would stay behind me. We're just trying to get it done this way, no blind. And I was wearing just kind of like solid colors out there. And they, I didn't really ever have, most of the time I didn't get a shot because, not because they saw me before I was trying to shoot them. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I feel like if you hide right, you get down, like you said, like the buddy that you had that uses the tree and draws behind, which was kind of our, Mm -hmm. what we were trying to do. That seems to work, I mean, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, if you're going to do it that way, I'd certainly encourage, um, you know, I'd encourage wearing a leafy type, yep. you know, a, a leafy type suit is going to help out. And, uh, and yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to bow hunt turkeys. Um, and again, some people may say shooting them from a blind, shooting them that close is, is cheating, but uh, you know, I don't find it that way. You know, I think that, uh, you know, any type of legal hunting is, is legal, but um, you know, in my opinion, if you're going to body shoot turkeys, Definitely study the anatomy. Use a good broadhead like what Eric's saying. Um, that's gonna, you know, get that penetration. Now, for me, one thing you're, you're a lot hey, everybody, of people use a bow setup for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go onto any kind of social media platform, give us a like, legal. share, subscribe. For me, you know, I always really shot help us the same out. Drain rolling. Compound and setup. You guys really like what you're listening to. Either way, if you don't like, draw five stars. So that never went out. Me and some people. Some people even use a doll broadhead because they don't want complete pass through. They'll use right. a lightweight bow and a, a doll broadhead. But um, you know, for a lot of me, messing around. You know, yeah. I like to just go yep. with what I'm used to and just. Yep. My there my same broadhead that I use for deer works for turkey. You know, and I'll probably be using it for caribou. It does. Later, you, you know, know what? what if you if you hit the turkey in the right spot, it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to work. Yep. Um, that's that's in my opinion, the two toughest challenges in turkey hunting is getting drawn back on the turkey number one and number two is aiming for the right spot because it's uh, a turkey you know a vital area on that turkey is can be Small. that big and yeah, softball. you know if you're and at 20 yards i mean that's you know you don't have a whole lot of error for judgment and ain't, again I've, I've i lost turkeys that i shot at at literally three yards and yep. you want to talk about heartbreaking i mean it's just oh my god um so, yeah, with so a gun. For me, yeah, yeah. So, so for me, a head and head and neck shot is, um, again, it's, um, it's not the most pleasant for pictures. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot of your hardcore turkey hunters don't, don't feel it respectful for the turkey, but in my opinion, it's the quickest. Is that how they kill them with the ones that you eat in the store? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just, right? they, they, just, just they cut the heads out. Or clunk. I had a cousin, Same way. Yeah. I had a cousin, his job was clunking turkey. I think he just had a club, like he clubbed yeah. them. No, nah, like, hey, it, it works. It works. Yeah. It's it's an effective, it's an effective thing. My setup, like I said, my, my last setup was shooting the Magnus bullhead, a long arrow, and I did not tune my bow to that arrow, but I found that it was dead on out to 19 yards. Yep. And I practiced from zero, I practiced from one yard to 19 yards. And then at 20 yards, I literally lost seven inches. It oh, literally funny. came yeah. out. It would at 20 yards, it would just die. Now, I've seen videos on YouTube where I guess uh, one of the gentlemen that was the engineer behind it tuned his bow and arrow set up to a big, long, the big, long arrow and the bull head and tuned his entire, you know, compound setup to that. He was able to shoot it 40 yards. Now, I don't think that's very ethical. You know, I see a lot of folks on social media doing that. I don't No, I, I think you need to get the turkeys in closer if you're going to do that kind of shot. Yep. Uh, 
and again, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things as far as ethics is concerned. You know, I've seen some crazy videos where guys are shooting turkeys at 50 yards and this, that, the other. I mean, honestly, that target's that big, you know, no need to show off on such a, such a valuable animal. So. Right. Yeah. Now for the listener out there, who's listening to this episode right now, and they're, they're, they're hearing all this stuff and they're saying, Hey, this year's the year I'm going to try to shoot a turkey with a bow. Yeah. I want you guys each to give your best tip for that hunter looking to switch into the archery turkey hunting. Best one, go. Heart, have at it first. Not smart. <laughs> you, have hey, smart. You, you gave him free reign to choose anything he wants. Yeah. Now you got to think of something. Yeah. To He's got a low bar. Yours is going to be high. Hey, my, my, my number one tip would be to save a lot of heartache is to be proficient with a system for a head and neck shot. Okay. I like Interesting. That. Are you going to try that ever? The head and neck thing? I've been successful at the body so far. You if know, it ain't broke, don't fix it. it. All right. Broke. All right, exactly. Eric, you're up. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, I man, you stole mine, but I'd, I'd sit there and probably <laughs> See, say, told you should have gone first. Uh, no, I'm not. But, uh, Single pin, the less you got to focus on, especially when a bird's coming in goblin. That's, I, I mean, I literally tore a, tore a sight off three weeks ago and, and put that single pin on. I've been shooting from my knees, from my sitting position, everything in a blind. And mm-hmm. the less you got to focus, the better, especially when they're getting close. And like Hart said, I'm, I plan on doing the same thing, keeping them decoys at six, about six yards from the blind when we go down to Florida. So, uh, I would probably just use a single pin sight if you're yeah. if you're lucky enough to have two sights or have one you can switch out. But a lot of whitetail guys are already running that, so it's not a dude. Not I a would, big issue. I would so. say always run a single pin sight. Yeah. The single pin is such a beautiful thing because yeah. for turkey hunting, like you said, just lock it in at twenty yards. I've I've got the red line sight, and I'm I've not I've only shot it at twenty yards. I've been I've been working on some back tension with uh, actually a trigger release, a wrist release. Okay. Um, so it's like, I'm just <laughs> mostly focusing on that right now, uh, trying to break some bad habits and actually switching back to, to the finger. But the, the single pin is nice because so turkey hunting, you get a set there for deer hunting, put it at like 30 yards, set it at yep. 30, shoot a little low for 20, shoot a little high at 40. You don't have to mess with anything. And it's just so simple. Yep. And yep. speaking of pins, one thing I did not mention was when I got really, really serious about uh, shooting turkeys with a bow mm-hmm. i um i would i would literally i'd sit in my at the time when I, I shot most of them i was working for under armor living in baltimore maryland in a yeah. row house downtown baltimore and i had a block target in my living room and i would sit on my turkey chair in my living room and put my block target at six steps and it didn't take me long to find out i was shooting a five pin sight at the time uh, this is way before Redline Archery was around. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, but anyhow, I would uh, it it it's um at six steps, my twenty yard pin was always hitting high, and I was excuse me hitting yeah hitting high, yeah. and I was using my thirty yard pin. Yep. So I'd use my as weird as using my thirty yard pin at six steps, and then my twenty yep. yard pin past ten yards. So it's uh, yep. definitely practice if you're gonna you know. It, a lot of times, if you're bow hunting with de- with decoys, put your decoys where you expect to shoot them because yeah. these these modern decoys, turkeys come right to the decoys, yep. and that presents a great opportunity for you to know that exact range. And that's what I did is I I walked off six steps and put my you know and would practice in my living room and just shot after shot, 
And I would, I read, I read that before where it's like 20, when you're really close, there's like a, a certain yardage correspondence. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you want to start, you know, a lot of sites, you do 20 and 60 yards. I've read guys yeah. say that they go really close and figure it out. Uh, because somehow I don't know how that works, Eric. Do you know? How yeah, I don't either. I think I think your era hadn't arced yet. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, and it's just the flex and everything that comes out. I mean, that's. I mean, for me, like you said, hard. I, I think that's six steps, and I got I got longer steps than you, so that gets me out of yeah, about. It <laughs> gets me out at about fifteen yards or so. But uh, the decoy is the other thing. It is using a quality decoy. I mean, you get you start using some of these better better brands that are more yeah. lifelike, like a Dave Smith or a avian x and and it's a game you know game changer because them birds will come right to them and mm-hmm. if you can get them in that little zone and and practice there odds are you're going to get a, a, a they, shot at some point avian x needs to change where they put their little yeah they do blowhole because it, it well i don't know <laughs> like if you know what i'm talking about yeah. you know what i'm talking oh, about I've, got, just yeah, I've, I've had buddies take pictures of me with some incriminating yeah, pictures. yeah i got oh, a picture well, of jared one of me he's and pleasuring he posted, it at, at turkey i posted, <laughs> it, online. posted it on social yeah. Thanks, buddy oh yeah <laughs> they, they've got hard plastic versions hdr yeah yeah that's right those are heavy but, though you know those things yeah. hanging off your backpack it's kind of a pain but another here's another uh, here's another tip for you as far as decoys are concerned uh especially with bow hunting is if you have a a male and a female decoy whether you're using a jake or whether you're using a strutter or whatever you're using put about put about three or four feet in between the male and the female decoy because what happens is the first thing they're going to do is come to the male many times and then they might try to beat them and you may not be able to get a shot but what they're going to do is they're going to strut around that decoy and you want to have there. space so he can strut between them. And a lot of times that tail fan is going to go up and it's going uh-huh. to allow you to draw back to get yep. your shot while he's strutting between the decoys. So I always put, I always put about three, at least three feet, three feet's a good number between the decoys. So when they come in and they strut it, when that tail fan does, you know, when he's facing you like this and when mm-hmm. he does there, that's your opportunity to draw, draw. Because his yeah. fans holding it back, and you plug them, making that shot. So nice. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a couple weeks till we open up in here here in Michigan. Um, I'm the week before Jared, so I'll go out and I got a another hunt that I'll hit. You go out yep. and then I, I'm taking my brother. He's got like the month long tag here. Uh, yeah, he, I don't know that he's ever turkey hunted. So perfect. It's kind of sweet for me because then I can just kind of follow him around and call. I've been, I've been yeah. finding him spots in that like an area around our house. I get them all marked. It was funny. I, I had a spot where I'm like, Oh man, I'm seeing great Turkey sign. This is awesome market. I'm on hunt wise. And Tom, tell my brother about it. And sure enough, someone messages me um, on social and says, Hey, I know generally where you hunt. Um, I just, and I, I don't know if you're Turkey hunting there or not. I'm not, but I, I want you to see this spot and check it out. Mm. And he literally sent me a pin, like exactly at the same <laughs> spot. It was kind of exciting. I, I mean, it might not seem cool. exciting to the normal person, mm-hmm. but I was like, heck yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, well, so, I, drew, yeah. I drew a Michigan tag this year. I'm on a, I'm uh, last year. I finished my completion of the U S slam of killing Turkey never state. Now I'm trying to kind of like, what am I going to do now? And if there's places that I've never been to and parts of the country I've never seen, I'm like, well, I might go back there. So, I've never been to the UP of Michigan, so Ooh, I do a UP tag because okay. there's a lot of public land and they got some turkeys up there. So 
I've I've met a few people, I bet a few people that have a hunting, one of my customers has a hunting store. They're like, yeah, there's lots of turkeys up here. Come up. So I've, I'm, I may just take Memorial day weekend, just blindly head up to the UP and, Cause I've never been up there and I bet it sure is pretty that time of year. So, Oh dude. Stop yeah. in GR on your way. Yeah. Up. Stop in yeah. the beer city. We'll buy you a beer and you can tell us even more secrets about how to shoot a turkey. And then we well, can well, share well, it on here with everyone else. That's right. Uh, well, I've actually, I've been, I've, I, I was a younger man. We had the QDMA convention there yeah. one year and uh, yeah, I've got some fond memories and some wild stories that can't be told on a podcast. Of that <laughs> that, we'll have to share them over beer in Grand yes. Rapids. Well, yeah. guys, we're coming up on time. Yeah. We're, yep. we're going to hold you to that. Stop by in Grand Rapids. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, show you a good time. And obviously Eric, anytime you're around, you're kind of yeah. making your way, uh, stop I'll by be but, um you know for guys who want to follow you uh eric for guys that want to check out redline stuff um mm-hmm. what, what should they do you want to you want to give your pitch here yeah i mean for redline they can go on to redlinebowhunting.com uh and check out the gear that we got we are uh we're going to be launching the site here april 4th yep. is is what they're telling me so we'll be uh Sweet. launching there you'll be able to buy it on there we are in dealers already so we're in over 300 dealers nationwide so get out there and uh Go to your local dealer. That's where we want you guys shopping, uh, and see those guys and get the gear there. Yeah, and uh, you know we like it. Check us out it's, on Facebook and Instagram. It's it's you know, great stuff. Get, yeah, and and we're gonna have Eric. You're gonna be this. We're not letting you out of just one podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> just uh, you're you'll be back uh, yeah. very soon. So get used to hearing his, the sweet sound of his voice. Uh, but yeah, thanks for doing that. And Jason. Yeah, yeah, I'm obviously, uh, you know, I work for for Nomad, one of the co-founders, so uh, you can check out our gear at nomadoutdoor.com. We're on all the different social medias. I think my Instagram handle is Jason Bradley Hart, so um, I, I don't post a lot of pictures about work and things like that, so most of my Instagram is pictures. I, I, I had a friend tell me that I only feel like I'm photogenic when I'm standing behind a, a, a dead turkey. So there's uh, there's lots of That's fair. This, this time of year is mostly turkey related type stuff. So, but yeah, like I said, uh, you know, follow us on uh, follow Nomad and uh, and if you like to fish, we also have another brand called HookGear.com, which is oh, a yeah. fishing apparel brand. Which uh, Hook and Nomad are the same company. So we're on all the different social media. We're on uh, you know, obviously Facebook. We're on Instagram and. Uh, I don't know how much we're on TikTok yet. I've not figured out TikTok, but you're not a TikToker. <laughs> we just started posting there. It's we got, got we got the boot very. We got a hard yeah. boot. I'll, we got to be. I, we were wearing too yeah. much clothes. No, I put I put a dead animal on there. And, <laughs> yeah, well, it turns be. out it was our third dead animal that we put on. Yeah, so yeah. they cut us off. All of a sudden, we put it, and it's like ten thousand views in like ten minutes. So it's like holy yeah. cow, this is awesome, right? Well, all of a sudden, we get a note that was like, hey yeah you can't do that and also you can't post for a while and ever since it's been like 300 views every time yeah. we post we, we've had similar <laughs> things on facebook you, you piss something uh, somebody off the wrong way and yeah yeah I'm for a while you're that. just you're uh shadow banned as they say well, I've, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard there's a new turkey hunting social media out there too i don't know if y'all checked it out but it's called only fans ah <laughs> wow that's, <laughs> uh, that's my that's my that's one pretty good you know what? joke turkey I, I, hunting joke of the day <laughs> <laughs> only fans that's the name of this podcast tom yeah edit it in all right guys hey thank you so much yep. we'll uh we'll definitely keep in touch uh, hey, appreciate right, it guys i appreciate it thanks